What I'm learning through the Gene Keys is that prosperity has a flow to it and prosperity involves money and has to do with money. But to be prosperous means you can be prosperous financially, you can be prosperous in your health, you can be prosperous in your relationships. And true prosperity is a balance and a harmony of all three. Welcome to the Healthy Love and Money Podcast. If you find money to be the number one, two, or even third largest source of stress in your relationship, then you're in the right place. Going beyond how to budget, invest, and do your taxes, we're going to explore financial intimacy. Discover how to talk with your partner about your shared financial life. Let's take the awkward and painful out-of-money conversations. Join me and hit follow to listen to weekly inspiring, healing, and motivating interviews with financial therapists, couples therapists, and financial planners, and so many more. Let's go on the journey of financial intimacy together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Healthy Love and Money podcast. Today, it's my distinct honor to welcome Dr. Shelley Boucher to the show. Now, uh, Shelley and I have not known each other a long time, but I feel like we're long lost souls when we met. And I've gotten very fortunate to meet her through my wife in the dental field. Uh, they've been collaborating on some different work related things. And my wife, Anne, was like, well, you got to meet Shelly. You'll love her. She's so incredible and so insightful. And she's doing all this cool stuff. And I'm like, okay, all right, that sounds good. And uh, Shelly and I met for breakfast, uh, I don't know, it was three or four months ago. And immediately just synchronicity on ideas and different paths, but so many uh, similar themes. So I'm um, burbling at the mouth with all of my excitement to welcome you, Shelly, to the show um, to talk about your journey of change and transformation that is still unfolding, as it is, I think, for so many of us. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ed. I am thrilled and honored to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity to have an open and vulnerable conversation with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think open and vulnerable conversations are where change happens. So Agreed. It's where the magic happens. It's where the magic happens. And yet, you know, it's scary to be vulnerable with another human, isn't it? It really is. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, just that this leading up to this podcast alone, I'll be totally transparent. This is my first podcast ever. <laughs> so... Um, I went through a whole journey just leading up to this over the last few months, because I know we, we planned this, I think maybe April, May of this year and it's mid August. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an emotional journey just leading up to this because this is definitely outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the risk and sharing the time because your, your story that you have to share that's unfolding is so powerful. And I I think there's a lot of people that will benefit from it. Now, I think in, in kind of general culture, people will say, you know, if you've, if you're a dentist, life is good. You've made it in some ways. You, you have this great profession, you're respected. And why wouldn't you want to just kind of fully stay in that lane and do your dental thing? What, what could be wrong? And so, you're, you're transitioning and, and adding to the field of dentistry in unique ways. So can you share a little bit about what you're up to and what you see happen in your own career path with dentistry and how that's changing? Sure. 
So I've been a dentist for about 10 years now. And when I first went into dentistry, I, like a lot of dentists that I've talked to, had a certain idea about what the profession was going to look like and how it was going to be. And then when I got in it, I found it to be extremely overwhelming and stressful. And I had, I had a hard time in it in the beginning. And there were aspects of dentistry that I really love and that I'm passionate about to this day, but there, there was always something missing from a soul level for me. Um, Mm. I couldn't understand it at the time. And I am engaged to a dentist and who's very successful. And, um, for a while, I think I lied to myself and I was like, no, you like this. This is, you know, you have, you know, you have to make this work because we have astronomical student loans. So financially, I know we're on a financial yeah. podcast right now, so I guess I'll just go there. <laughs> but financially, yeah. Yeah. in a lot of ways, I, I felt trapped in the profession because um, I was living a lifestyle and I had student loan payments that were such that I couldn't really see any other way of paying for them other than staying in clinical dentistry. And Mm. I went through a few really dark years trying to figure out what, you know, what that meant for me. And, you know, it was a, I went through a really dark time trying to reconcile that. And it was during that probably four to five year period that I really dove deep on an internal journey. And uh-huh. I, I mean, I, I did everything that I could to understand myself at the deepest levels. And then through that process, I discovered that my true passion is mental and emotional health and well-being and spirituality and quantum physics and neuroscience. And, and, you know, I would come home after working a clinical day of dentistry and I'm just nonstop listening to podcasts and YouTube videos and listening to audiobooks about internal transformation and energy and, you know, just the mind body connection. And I'm just endlessly fascinated by, um, all of that. So it was through all of these, amazing teachers and books and resources that I realized that, you know, this is what lights my heart up. This is what excites me. And through that journey, I've, I've um, realized that my calling is to bring all of these things that I'm passionate about to the world of dentistry and to the people that are in the dental profession, because I have learned from meeting so many people through my journey at different offices, uh, my fiance teaches in the profession. So I've met a lot of people in dentistry through um, the Dawson Academy where he teaches. And what I've discovered is that we're all going through different flavors of the same things. And yeah. it's amazing to know that. And I feel um, I'm so excited about, this company that I'm in the very early stages of creating that will 
bring resources and practices and tools and teachings and, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of support for people in dentistry to support their mental and emotional health and well-being. So there it is, folks, right there. Shelly is on her own journey of bringing mental health to the back to the field of dentistry and well-being. And that's why I'm so excited to have her on this podcast because that, I feel like, is a journey I'm on for the field of financial planning. I went into the field of financial planning thinking I was going to be doing one thing and accomplishing one goal. And there were parts of it that I really liked. And there was parts that I was really frustrated and disenfranchised with. And it left me questioning deeply. And, you know, you said four to five years. And I was like, mm, yeah, that's something I, I think I would say like seven for me, but you know, I'm a slow learner. So that's okay. Uh, you know, some would say there is no time in that space, but there is that, but also that element of that deep searching and questioning and having to work through your own internal landscape before you can emerge ready to really walk beside other people and help them on that journey. And that's why really I'm so excited to have you here is there is a kind of a defined path to transformation. And you know, once you've been on it and you know it, you can help other people along that journey. And there's a humility that often comes along with that. And, and Shelly, you embody that. And so that's, you know, I'm so excited for you. So you, it, whether you're a dentist or not, that's not the point. Don't tune out if you're not a dentist. Tune in. Because whatever profession you're in, you may be the person that feels trapped in the profession because of, because of debt or family expectations or something else. And you, you feel stuck. And I hope that you hear in this interview there's permission to leave but maybe even stay connected. But also if you're like, no, this is my profession, but I need something outside of my profession. There are people that have been on this journey of transformation that want to come back and speak to you and how to apply it in your space. Because you know, that you can speak the, the language to dentists better than just about anybody. You know what their life is like, you know what the thoughts that they have better than anybody else. So that's the beauty is, if you're in a profession, whether it's dentistry or law or accounting or firefighting, whatever, there are people that can speak back to you about how to work on your mental health. So, hmm. Shelly, you said quantum physics. Did I even get catch that right? Quantum, what was the word you used? Yeah, quantum physics. <laughs> okay, so that's a stretch for me. So help me understand how quantum physics helps us understand mental health. Ooh, that's a big question. And I, and I don't want to claim that I'm like a quantum physicist by any means. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting that responsibility on you, but like, you've thought about quantum physics, you've read some stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, what have you picked up from that? So I would, if I were to try to simplify quantum physics from my understanding right now of it, sure. it is, it speaks to how our internal patterns and our energy creates our experience of our reality that is unfolding in front of us. So yeah. when we say qu the word quantum, you know, if you, if you take my hand and you break it down into smaller and smaller pieces, we will go to cells, molecules, you know, molecules right. are made up of atoms, atoms are made up of electrons, electrons, you know, we, if we, if we get as small of, of a unit of my hand as we can get, then we're talking about 
quantum particles, which are energy. Ah, okay, okay. So everything really is energy when you break it down to its smallest, tiniest components. And this quantum physics, you know, as complicated as it is, and again, I I really don't fully understand it, but it really informs the energy that is happening inside of us, the energetic patterns, and mostly the subconscious ones, which is 95% of our minds are the subconscious mind. And and when we say subconscious, these are typically the things that are in our blind spots that we, that are basically driving the bus of our lives that we have no awareness is actually driving the bus of our lives. And so, you know, so it's talking about whatever's happening on the inside is being reflected in whatever we're perceiving in our outer world. So at the end of the day, what I care about the most is my internal physiology, what's happening internally for me, my, you know, my dialogue, my emotions, my sensations, where those come from and working at the root. I am, I am so wired to work at the root of a problem and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not a fan of putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound. I just have to work at the root of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shelly, I, the playful part of me is like, there's so many, there's gotta be a good root canal joke in here somewhere. There's gotta be a, yeah, like, I can't, sure. like, but I'm not coming up. I'm wanna, the playful part of me is really want to come up with one, but I, I do. I do love this, you know, like we got to get down deeper beneath the symptom to what's the root cause, what's really going on here. And I think that that's uh, my limited understanding of your training as a dentist, right? That's people come in presenting symptoms and as a trained dentist, you learn how to diagnose the root issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think in that way, when we, people come presenting all kinds of mental health issues, and they want solutions to that, but really what we got to do is get down to th- the root of the issue. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is neat about quantum physics is it's, it's getting down to a very, it's a microscopic or invisible, to, to, especially to the naked eye, dynamic that's shaping our life. And I was listening to a book recently, um, and I, I don't even know what the unit of measure is, but they said bits, I think. And I may, I'm going to have the distortion off, but they said we process like six bits cognitively and like 600 million bits unconsciously. I mean, it was just some crazy ratio. And I was just like, I don't know what a bit of information is in the brain. I don't even know what that means, (laughs) but okay. I get the point. Like, yeah. Yeah. So mind blowing, right? Mind blowing. All right. So you're on this mission now to bring back this information to the field of dentistry. What else? Quantum physics, neuroscience what are you picking up in the field of neuroscience what i would say i'm i'm more interested in right right this red hot minute actually is epigenetics and oh yeah let's talk some epigenetics that field because that that's what like you know i i have this the way that i work is i get i discover something you know a, a field of science a book a teaching whatever and i will just you know eat it up 24 7 sure. for like 
four months and then I'll like, I'll, I'll get bored with that and move on to the next thing. <laughs> so right now I'm right in the middle of epigenetics. Okay. And okay. epigenetics is the science that basically shows us that we have, ultimately we have a, a lot more control over our gene expression than we ever realized when we were learning about genetics in, you know, when you were, and I were in school in grade school, it is a totally different, it's a totally different field of discovery now where they, there are so many studies and there's so much scientific evidence that shows us that our perception and our ability to choose our attitudes, basically, how we respond, our responses to anything in life, our challenges, our emotions to one another, to money, to our health, that creates a different chemistry in our bodies. And Uh it's our cells are bathing in that chemistry. And Mm -hmm. our the DNA lives in our cells. And our DNA literally gets expressed based on the chemistry that's in our bodies, which we have a lot more control over than we realize. So that's been mind blowing for me to learn about the science of that because my favorite tool for my own personal transformation has been the gene keys, which is based on epigenetics and many other things, but it really, really speaks to understanding our patterns, our energy patterns and Uh working with them such that we, we can actually physically change the expression of our DNA, which means that we can change our health. We can influence so many things just through our attitude and our perception and our response in life. It's amazing. It is amazing. I remember reading a book. It was years ago, but it was the title was something along the lines of who will get sick. Mm. And a lot of what I was talking about is this, this idea of like how our beliefs and attitudes shape and predict the sense of, you know, who's going to get sick, how severe is it going to get sick. And then, you know, I've spent so many years now studying developmental trauma and neglect and, you know, how that sets the stage for what we think about ourselves and our ability to regulate emotions. And so you have all of that coming up with, you know, what you're talking about. And and it's, it's just so profound that the, the complexity of all these systems interacting together Mm. And, you know, I think the, the word that comes to my mind is that we're not genetically predetermined to as many things as we think we are, which is kind of the old school thought, right? Is right. well, your genes determine that you're going to be this way and you're going to have this disease. And so I think a lot of people just been like, well, I don't have any control over it. Right. We're victims to our genes. We're victims to our genes. And the reality is we're not victims to our genes and that there's this complex interplay between relationships and culture and environment and gene expression that are all interacting with each other. Is that kind of what you're, you're seeing too in your reading? Absolutely. That is so beautifully, beautifully said. 
it, that we're, we are in just living in life. We're in, we're in such an interconnected system and, right. you know, we are, life itself is, is so it, it blows my mind how, how much of a harmony there is to nature and yeah. to life itself. And there's a rhythm and that in right. a pulse to life into nature that makes total sense, even mathematically. And it's interesting that as humans, we have, we have free will and we have the ability to either align with the flow of that harmony of life or not. And it's just, it's fascinating when you study sort of what that looks like physiologically when you're resisting emotions Uh or resisting life or resisting things in relationships. And first, when you are in a relaxed physiological state in a state of trust and safety. And so I love trying to understand what it looks like to be in harmony with life. Oh, I just, I'm sitting in that and enjoying it because what a powerful question, right? And I I imagine it's such a guiding question. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Love and Money podcast. I'm honored that you spend time with me listening to these incredible interviews. I love working with individuals and couples around their financial life, integrating mental health and relational well-being. I'd love to personally invite you into my financial planning practice where I do therapy-informed financial planning, bringing together mental health, relationship health, and financial well-being. If you're thinking that's the type of help you'd like, please see the show notes below to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call. And I'll look forward to seeing you and hearing more about your unique story and how I can best support you. Now, back to the show. It opens that space for curiosity of what does it mean to live in alignment or harmony with life. And as I say harmony, I think about beautiful music mm-hmm. and all the different elements that have to come together for it to sound in a way that feels really resonant. And I think that's kind of hopefully the journey that I want to inspire people to be on is don't think you have all the answers. It's okay. You can't possibly have all the answers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I have tried my darndest to have all the answers, Oh, and I'm too. more convinced that I don't have the answers the further I go. And so that's part of this journey of transformation also is letting go of the need to be in control and knowing it all. And there's this paradox of like, the more we know, the less we know, like the more we want to know though. And I don't know. I, sorry, I'm a bit all over the place. Shelly, I was thinking about a, a client of mine who's got some, swelling in in an appendage of their body and it's been going on for a long time and the doctors can't figure out what's going on and I've thought about I wonder what's emotionally restricted I wonder what's like how like emotional restriction can lead to swelling in the body and because there is such that deep mind body experience and the somatic memory that gets encoded in the body so I'm curious you know you're not in your head as I'm saying that. So what are your thoughts? Well, I, one rabbit hole that I went down for years and years was the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Are you familiar with him? Say the name one more time. Dr. Feels familiar. Dr. Joe Dispenza. 
Joe Dispenza. Not immediately, but okay, that's all right. So he is, he wrote a few incredible books really in alignment with this. Um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is one. Oh, that one's actually sounds very familiar. I bet you've heard of him. He's pretty, he's. Oh, you know what? I know where it is. <laughs> you had dinner with Anne and Sonia not too long ago. And yes. you were telling and she got a copy of it. Yes, that's why I knew it. Okay, thank you. Oh my gosh, that's that's so funny. I didn't know she got a copy of it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she got a copy of the book. So breaking the habit of being yourself. Yes. Okay. And and then he wrote, You are the placebo, um, which is a book that is full of science about the mind-body connection and uh, the influence and power of our thoughts over our physiology and our health. And uh-huh. what I love about his work is, and if you check him out on, on YouTube, there are literally hundreds of testimonials of people of all sizes, ages, shapes, races, you know, all over the right. place that have had life-threatening illnesses. I mean, I'm talking like, doctors gave them a month to live and they yeah. have they have gone deeply into his work and and it's like it's energy work it's meditation it's it's huh? so, you know reflecting on your your it's being incredibly self-aware of what's going on inside and yeah. it's it's retraining your your brain and your body into a more back to harmony into a state of harmony and relaxation and safety and the diseases heal quickly. I mean, it's like you, you could, I, I will listen to testimonials sometimes and just weep because I'm so <laughs> inspired that these, these people have turned their health in their lives around, but it goes, you know, it's health, it's money, money is energy too. It's your yeah. relationships. It's everything. It, it is everything. And it- Shelly, I don't know if we talked about this. Are you familiar with the field of study interpersonal neurobiology? Dr. Dan Siegel? Yes. Love him. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I figured you were there. Uh, I mean, there's so many wonderful writers and scientists in that area, clinicians. And, you know, one of the big things I take away from him is this framework of regulation to dysregulation, right? And, like, the systems are trying to self-regulate themselves and they want to be in a self-regulating state. But when there's conditions relationally or environmentally that are dysregulating, it's very hard for the body to do what it needs to do. And so it's it's about getting back into the rhythm of, of regulation mm-hmm. and what that feels like. And most of us don't even really know what that feels like to be interpersonally regulated. Uh, nervous system regulation is is another just huge topic in the therapeutic world right now, because what, what you just said just resonates so deeply because I feel like I've lived most of my life in such a dysregulated, it's actually called functional freeze. It's like my body is so activated that it's in shutdown mode uh-huh. and yeah. functional freeze is, is kind of like, you know, when it, it's like when an opossum is scared and it just, plays dead and it and it's you know it's not that's its body going into a freeze response because it is so terrified that it just right. collapses and and when you're in that 
physiologically dysregulated state. It's like you're so, it's like I felt like I was ahead just moving around in space. I was so disconnected to what my body was feeling. Like, am I hungry? Am I full? I don't know. It's like I can't feel my body. And that has Ooh. been a really coming out of that has been an incredible journey on in itself. <laughs> yeah, that I think that that's from what I can understand through the lens of like trauma for many, especially professional types who get validated and rewarded for being smart and intellectual. They like just keep this on this reinforcement loop of being in their head and learning more objects and knowledge and like that that's wonderful. And yet part of what happens is you have to become reconnected to your body and what's going on there and the wisdom of your body and that your body is actually very smart and very intelligent and you know we get trained in our academic systems to be cognitions mm -hmm. just to be cognitive actors right and it's it's such a disservice it is our our culture and society is in a lot of ways it, it promotes being disconnected yes Say more, say more about what you see and think about that. Well, I definitely see it in the dental profession everywhere. And a lot of people, I mean, right now I'm, I'm doing fill-in work so, as I'm yeah. building my company. So I may, what, yeah. it, it's, it's challenging and it's a huge gift at the same time because I am able to experience every office under the sun because I'm just filling in wherever I'm needed. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, over my 10 years, I've probably worked at more than 40 different practices that could not look okay. more different from one another, but so I can see patterns and I see there's a lot of the schedule of a lot of practices is so jam packed and it's so nonstop, you know, people aren't eating lunch. Like, you know, you'll be running around for three hours and you'll realize, Oh my gosh, I've had to pee for three hours. <laughs> and that's very common. And, you know, we become so disconnected from our biological needs and, you know, it's because we are, you know, in the dental profession where there's, a, it's a very, you know, be productive treadmill culture. And, uh -huh especially with insurance companies um, driving our field to be a more, you know, higher volume of patients, meaning, you know, you make more money, the more patients you see when you have an, you know, a practice that is a network with a lot of insurance companies. Right. And so, you know, there's just a lot of, I mean, I see it everywhere where accomplishing and, having success and, and getting recognized for your accomplishments. I mean, in, in the doctor world, that's a, that's a huge thing. And, you know, I, in early in my career, I was hustling to get to enough through my accomplishments too. So I've been there right. and just, it's hard, it's tough to undo that. You know, it's like a, it's a very, it's a culture full of competition and we're all looking at each other on social media and, and the successes of our practices and, you know, your, our, what kind of house do you live in and your cars and everything looks so beautiful and wonderful on Facebook and on Instagram. And yeah. I just am, 
coming to realize that it, you know, that's all the more I talk to people and have these beautifully open hearted conversations with people in dentistry, it's like our Instagram facades don't match what's going on in here. <laughs> the heart folks, Sally just put her hands to the heart, right? They don't yeah. match. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's culturally, there's just, there's a lot of pressure, I think in any, any profession that, you know, there's just a lot of pressure to succeed, to be yeah. wealthy, to, to accomplish things. And I'm realizing at, at the root of it, a lot of us are doing it to get to enough. And that's a powerful question. What is enough? Right. And that's, I think one of those questions as a financial planner, I'm contending with all the time, both for myself and with clients. Mm. And you know, there's this, the running the mathematical models to say, well, here's your age. Here's how much money you have. Here's how much this is, is projected to grow. Mathematically, it says that would be enough. Or maybe it says mathematically you're, you're not saving enough. And for some people, it is mathematically, you actually have way more than enough. You crossed enough a long time ago. And it gets into these gray, more difficult questions of who gets to decide when it's enough. And I think this is that, is that this internal locus of control, do I get to decide when it's enough? Or external locus of control, you know, Social, family, some combination of the two are determining when it's enough. And, you know, I think that's the journey of finding that, that balance of not, uh, not vilifying wealth either, right? Because I know I can get into these spaces and be like, oh, yeah, so the solution is reject wealth. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, that's not the solution, but it, there is a, an awareness of holding space. I, I love that you just... I love where you just went because I have also felt a total lack of clarity on, especially in terms of money, like what is enough. And when we first, when you and I first started talking about doing this podcast a few months ago, I started to contemplate my, the part of my gene keys profile called the pearl sequence. It has to do with what your algorithm and, and yeah. your blueprint for what unlocks your prosperity. So ah. it, yeah. it is mind blowing and it's fascinating and it, and it teaches there's so much wisdom in there about the difference between wealth and prosperity. And ah. what I, when I'm learning through the gene keys is that prosperity has a flow to it and prosperity. It involves money and has to do with money, but to be prosperous means you can be prosperous financially. You can be prosperous in your health. You can be prosperous in your relationships and true prosperity is a balance and a harmony of all three where you have whatever you, so how should I say it in a simple fashion? If we contrast it with wealth, yeah, wealth 
can sometimes pull your health out of balance or pull your relationships out of balance, especially if it's, if, if it's accumulating too much out of, out of lack, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that have lots of wealth per se, but are inwardly not feeling prosperous or fulfilled or, or they have health issues or, you know, their relationships are falling apart. And true prosperity is that you're happy and fulfilled in your life. Your relationships are fulfilling. You're in good health. And whatever you have financially with those things all working is exactly what you need. It's prosperity is that you always have what you need. Mm. Yeah, I think it reminds me a lot of the, the financial well-being research that's developing and working around is that the researchers from coming at it from that angle have, have started to realize that it's not about the number on the net worth balance sheet or the amount of money in the checking account. It's about the quality of life that you're able to live with the resources that you have. Yes. And are you enjoying it? And are you able to maintain a sustained physical health and relational health? Right. And physical health and relational health are a big part of mental health mm-hmm. and getting all to work together. And, you know, so many of my clients, I think, you know, are out of alignment. And let's say, let's, let me be honest. I'm out of alignment too, at times and, and to degrees I'm working towards being more in alignment. So this is not me sitting here saying, Oh, well, I'm in perfect alignment and I got it all in balance and I stay in perfect harmony. No, it's like, it takes a lot to keep this out of tune piano, like a little bit more in tune. <laughs> um, but you know, it's a, it's a journey. And so I think it's, you know, and I think we can be open to learning and growing and moving towards it. And that there's, there is an inner knowing to say, is this feel closer to the truth? Does this feel closer to harmony in a sense of, and, and you can feel it in your body when it's right, when things are right. Mm-hmm. And it, when we start paying attention to our body, and that's why so much of my work, you know, I find myself asking people, what, what do you notice in your body now? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had another client recently say, well, I feel this tickle in my lower back. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I've not heard that one. And so we, we explored that and it, it ended up being something about belonging. And so money and belonging become this big piece too, because we see disconnection around money in relationships and families at least i do a lot and so uh so shelly i'm looking at the time i'm amazed at how fast this interview has gone you've talked about gene keys several times tell me more about gene keys the gene keys are when they came in they came into my life at the perfect time because at and this was in 2019 when when i discovered them and as a people pleaser, like I've, I've been a total chameleon people pleaser my whole life. That's how I survived. And so yeah. when you're, when you're a total people pleaser, you have, you get to a point, you know, I reached my, you know, early thirties and I was like, I don't even, like, what do I like? Like, what, what do I like? What do I want? I had no idea because I was so used to just, Oh, whatever you want's fine. And whatever you want's fine for everyone in my life. So uh-huh. the gene keys are, it's a, it's a synthesis and it's a system that 
that gives you, you have a, we each have a personalized Gene Keys profile that we can create for free that is based on a little bit on astrology because it's based on the time and the location of our birth. And it literally gives you the blueprint of who you are authentically, Mm. your innate and natural gifts. Like you're, you know, when you see, you know, four year olds playing Beethoven on the piano and you're like, where is this coming from? It's, Mm that for each one of us it's like that natural beautiful innate gift that we were given for for humanity for the world and what we can use it to unlock our gifts by contemplating our shadows and those core energy patterns of survival our fear-based patterns that we call the shadow and the gene keys and by embracing the shadows in our profile, which are the profile is as unique to you as a, as a fingerprint. And it is so accurate. It, it talk about mind blowing. It is so mind blowing how accurate it is. So yeah. when that came into my life, I was like, it felt like coming home to me for the first time. And I loved it so much that I have become a Gene Keys guide. And that is the first service that I'm basically offering in my company is sessions where I help people navigate through their profile and to relate the patterns in this, in the profound wisdom that's in their profile to the challenges and the different things that are unfolding in their daily lives. And I, you know, I'm basically holding space for them to have these light bulb moments and breakthroughs in in relationships and health and with money. It's incredible. I love it. So we'll have a link to the show notes for uh, Shelly and her company and the work that she's doing. So if you guys are thinking like, this sounds really interesting. I want to know more about it. Uh, there'll be a link in the bios. Check out the show notes. Shelly, as we bring this show to a close, is there a parting piece of wisdom, guidance, or, or something else you might like to offer people that have been listening? The biggest thing that I would love to tell everyone is that no matter what you're going through and no matter where you are, it is absolutely perfect and divinely orchestrated and that we are all beautifully flossom human beings and no matter how it looks and no matter what we're thinking about how our lives look it is exactly as it should be Uh, well Shelly thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing your some of your journey uh, with my with me and I know we'll continue to cross paths many more times as life unfolds absolutely thank you so much I invite you now to stop for five or 10 minutes and reflect on what you just heard. Maybe even journal about it. Give yourself the time to consider what you just heard and what it means to you. By giving yourself the time to reflect and integrate what you just heard, it will help you along your journey of learning, healing, and growing towards financial intimacy in your life. Please like and follow this podcast and share with someone that would benefit from being on the journey of financial intimacy. 
wishing you healthy love and money, Ed. Ed.